0: Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
1: Kids safe, mother approved, you're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Welcome to No Added Preservatives on the Voice America Kids channel. This is a show where the host isn't afraid to tell you like it is about, well, a bunch of stuff. Whether you're into books, TV, movies, or games, there's something here for you. Now, here is your host.
2: Welcome to No Added Preservatives on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Noah Lehman, and our show topic today is the rating system. In this show, I'll be reviewing different games, books videos but before I can do that I'm gonna just take you through a little ride through the rating system the rating system when it comes to video games there's a rating system similar to movies the main rating system uh, you'll probably see on the front of video games is the ESRB, the Entertainment Software Rating Board. These, most of them aren't, don't go by law, the only one that really goes by law is 18 or over. These are more recommendations for age level content, but you really need to know these well enough if you're going to choose the right game. Um, the ratings include C, Early Childhood, E for Everyone, E 10, Everyone to Age 10 and Up, T, teenagers, M for mature, age 16, 17 plus, A, adult, age 18 and over, and rating pending. I'm going to take you on a tour through this rating system. People don't recognize ratings nowadays, which can cause big problems with what goes in and out of your heads. It's important you know enough about the rating system and the game before you make a purchase for you, yourself, your child, your friends. Yeah, I'm just going to take you through the ratings one by one. Early childhood, CE. They're pretty much fine when it comes to choosing a reliable and non-explicit games. You rarely really see uh, the children rated early childhood or um rated ones. You usually see those for computer games. You don't really have anything to worry about with them. E for everyone games. Some nowadays push the envelope with um content, but most ones that are a little over the top with content go on to E10, and that's where we'll start. E10 games. Are probably the best genre where those. If you're looking for a good action-packed game, you want to go to E10. E, it's everyone 10 and up, so they're not, you know, not usually that bad. They might have a little bit of crude language, but nothing that you wouldn't see in like a television cartoon or anything. They're they're pretty good action-packed games. The 10 stands for age and over, and this doesn't necessarily mean you have to be 10 years old to play it. Ratings are a guide. Some content may be better processed if you're 10 or over. Some younger ages have a hard time filtering some of the action in these games from real life, so it's just a good idea to follow the ratings when you're looking for a game. Next off, uh, T for Teen. Again, you do not have to be a teenager to play these. These games are usually much more skill-involved and puzzle-involved. They've got a lot more action violence, and they, they could have um, crude language such as swear words, and some explicit content, not usually too much, because they'd move on from T if they had a lot of bad content. But to play teenage, um, rated teenage games, you need to be able to process violence. More mature gaming level is required if your 8-year-old's bored and he... For his birthday, says I want to. I want to get the new Call of Duty game, uh, or the new first-person shooter that's rated T. Make sure you know enough about it, and uh, the T games tend to have rating labels that say may contain violence, suggestive themes, crude humor, minimal blood, simulated gambling, and/or infrequent use of strong language. It's like some games they could be like, might as well be a rated E game, but they they just bump up the rating a bit so that Uh, it'll be more, it'll look better to older audiences, but this isn't always the case. The next rating, M for Mature. This is the game with the most problems. Legally, actually, in America, in Canada, you have to be over 18 to purchase these games. Even though you have to be over 18 to purchase these games, they're directed towards age 16 and 17 and over. These games use very strong language, alcohol, lots of explicit content. Strong humor, lots of blood and gore, and they're definitely not for your bored eight-year-old. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Noah Lehman, and our topic today is the rating system. I just ran through, we went by early childhood games, E, E10 games, teenagers, and now we're moving on to M for Mature. So, M for Mature. They use very strong language, alcohol, explicit content, strong humor, lots of blood and gore. They're definitely not for your bored eight-year-old. These are usually very complicated... And very skill involved. Be aware: if you are a matured gamer, don't buy sandbox games like Grand Theft Auto. If you want a good game because you're bored of the little e games, you think they're too easy, and you want to play a harder game, mature games. That that's usually the section you want to go to for gaming. But don't be playing like sandbox games like Grand Theft Auto. Those that there's like no storyline to it. And if you're you're wanting something that will keep you occupied and uh, You want a good storyline? Yeah, go go over to the first-person shooter section, like Call of Duty, Medal of Honor, Halo. They're all great games. Great skill-involved games that'll take up your time good. Some M-rated games actually have settings to change the content in the game. Usually Call of Duty games, but I'm not sure if the newer ones like Black Ops and Modern Warfare have this. I know World, World at War does. They're all great games, but I, I just think if you're, like, under 18 years old and your parents get you this game or you want a game that's rated M, make sure the only reason you're playing it is not because... Like, it, it's one thing if you're 10 years old and you're a really mature person and you know how to deal with violence and language and stuff like that, but if you're, like, 8 and you buy it just because it looks cool... That's not the way to go, because a lot of people, like, especially the ratings, like, E10 and up, the reason they say E10 and up is because people age 10 and up have an easier time processing and filtering bad or crude kind of information. I mean, E10 isn't necessarily that bad, but for teenage games and M-rated games especially, Make sure you're mature enough to deal with the content. I talked about this before. Game developers try to bump up the rating for a game to appeal to older audiences. This happens more than it should, but it isn't with all games. I think this happens a lot with Halo. It might just be me, but I don't really think those games are that bad. They have their reasons. I may be wrong. Okay, let's move on to the next rating. A for adult. These are rare to find. I don't think I've ever seen a game rated A for adult. They're directed towards adults age 18 and over, and you do legally have to be 18 and over to buy them. But most games tend to be rated M, that are supposed to be uh, adult games or over. The content in this may include prolonged scenes of intense violence um, and or graphic explicit content and nudity. Like I said, adult games, if it's rated adult and you do see a game rated adult... That's just off-limits. Just just don't even go over to those. Okay, now the last rating we have here is Rating Pending. Rating Pending isn't actually a permanent rating. Rating Pending is the rating you will see on a game that has just come out or is just put onto the market, but the ESRB or the rating company hasn't really decided what it's going to be yet. I guess it's it's a wrap-up now. I hope you learned enough about the rating system. I hope you will use this for good use, and it will increase your gameplay and everything good about games, and I just hope you have a good time, and thank you for listening. Let's take a break. Uh, again, this is Noah Lehman on the Voice America Kids Network. Right? Yeah, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Please don't leave. We've got more stuff coming up. Uh, thank you for listening.
1: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
0: You're tuned in to No Added Preservatives on Voice America Kids. Ready to get back to the show? We thought so. Back to your host.
2: Welcome back to No Added Preservatives with Noah Layman on Voice Network. Um, today's show topic is game platforms. I'm going to go over the top three game platforms nowadays. Wii, Nintendo Wii, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3. I'm going to give you the pros and cons of each one and overall give you a good idea of what the best game system is to purchase nowadays. I'll start off with the Nintendo Wii. I got a Nintendo Wii about four years ago. Um, I love the Nintendo Wii. I, I was pretty much addicted to it. Wii Sports... I had the Legend of Zelda. That was that's still one of my favorites to this day. I just loved motion technology, and uh, boxing was my favorite on the Wii Sports. The only problem was with the Wii. I found that sometimes the disc would scratch when it went on the inside, so I actually had to go back and repair my Wii Sports disc. But it's still like an amazing system. Um, it has the Wii Shop Channel, which allows you to buy old original Nintendo games for the Wii. You can also buy other new ones that developers have made that aren't quite big enough to be disk form, but they're still pretty fun and they do take up quite a lot of time. Another good thing about um, the Wii is you can use GameCube controllers. I had a Nintendo GameCube too, and for games like Mario Kart Wii, it's much easier to plug in the Nintendo GameCube controller and use it than it is to use the actual steering remote especially when you got people who, uh, younger people like my little brother who um, has it can be kind of hard for the younger ages with all the steering and stuff, but with the it just makes it way easier when you can plug in a different controller. Another thing I found was that the, the controllers were really expensive. I think for my nunchuck and my extra Nunchuck and controller, it costs like 60 or 70 dollars. and I found after like two months, the backs were falling off, and they didn't connect very well. Other than that, great system. Totally worth your money. There um, are a few kinks, as there are with every system, but I, I had a Wii for, like, four years. I loved it. I played it all the time. Great system. Next is PlayStation 3. I have a lot of friends who own PlayStation 3s. I did don't own a PlayStation 3. and never have. I owned a PlayStation 1 and a 2 for a while, I think. And um, the PlayStation 1, great system, and PlayStation 3 is basically all this good stuff from PlayStation 1 and 2, except better. I love how easy it is to access, like, the menu and uh, watch movies. It, it, it's it's way, really simple, very easy to get by. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm Noah Lehman, and our topic today is Wii, Xbox 360, or PlayStation 3? I'm going to review all these platforms and tell you what's best. I already went over the Wii. Great system. You should buy it. If you want a good motion, fun, easy-to-use thing, get the Wii. Now I'm going over PlayStation. PlayStation, especially the new PlayStation Move, is, like, they're great. I haven't used the PlayStation Move yet, but um, I did find one thing. I played Rock Band with the PlayStation 3, and I found... It connected to the wrong socket, so I was playing the drums, but it showed it as the microphone, and then it got stuck, and I had to shut it off like two or three times before I could connect it right. Another thing uh, PlayStation 3 has is Netflix. Xbox 360 actually has Netflix too, but PlayStation 3 has free live, unlike Xbox 360, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, I don't think they have as many perks as Xbox 360 does with live, but it's very easy to access. Oh, and live, if you guys don't know, Xbox Live and uh, PlayStation Live is basically you get an account and you go online and you can play against people on games, on, on, like, such as Call of Duty or even, like, four-wheeling games, anything, basically. You can play online against your friends, with your friends, play locally. It's, uh, live is just amazing. But, um... Now I'm going to move on to Xbox 360. I have an Xbox 360, and though Sony's, Sony PS3's graphics may be a little more refined than Xbox 360's graphics, Xbox 360 still does have an amazing graphics driver. Runs pretty well. The old Xbox 360 consoles had this thing called the Red Ring of Death, where if you left it on too long, it would get this red ring, and it wouldn't work. And you had to go fix it for like $150. $150. But the new Xbox 360 elites don't actually have this, so they got out that quirk. Xbox 360, like I mentioned before, you have to pay for Xbox Live, which it's sixty or seventy dollars a year to get Xbox Live Gold. But Xbox Live, though you have to pay seventy dollars, and though PlayStation, you don't have to pay. I th- I think that you really get what you what what it's worth when you pay seventy. I mean. Seventy dollars for a year. That's three hundred and sixty-five days, um, days of non-stop gaming. And there's all this other stuff included, like there's uh, Netflix on Xbox Three Sixty. There is on PlayStation Two. But there's Facebook, Twitter. I think you can get internet stuff. You get all. You, there's channels where it, it t- gives you updates about Xbox Live. Uh, you can download demos. It, it's it's lots of arcade games and stuff. I I just love Xbox Live, and I I have it. I have an account. I play it all the time. Another thing uh, about Xbox 360 is it has the exclusive Halo franchise. Halo 1, Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo ODST, and the newest one, Halo Reach. A lot of people are Call of Duty people, but I myself am am a Halo person, and you cannot get Halo for any other platform except Xbox 360. And to me, that's just an automatic win right there. I can't be biased for the sake of this show, so I'm going to move on and say some other stuff. Now, Xbox can play DVDs. Not as good as um, PS3's Blu-ray and DVD player, but you can still play DVDs. And I don't really care if I'm watching a movie that's Blu-ray or normal DVD. I don't know about you guys, but I'm fine with Xbox as a normal DVD player. Xbox has a large variety of games, M-rated games, -games, T-games, E-games, I'm sure they got one or two child games, not sure about adult ones, but it's got a large variety of first person shooters, arcade games, role-playing games, it's got like, all three of them are great. My personal favorite, I've had a Wii and an Xbox 360, Xbox 360 comes out top. I didn't talk about the Kinect, I'm going to have to save that for another time, um, I think I'll do another show about the Wii, PlayStation Move, and Connect. I, I really enjoyed Connect. I played it a couple of times, but to me, X, Xbox 360 uh, has... I'm just going to go back over briefly about all of them. So Wii, great, easy to use, fun, uh, motion, lot, lots of motion stuff. Um, PlayStation 3, great graphics, fun. Um, I'm not sure how many controllers... Some part of me says there's only two, but I think there's something like you can plug two in and then connect to uh, wirelessly. I'm not quite sure about that, but Xbox 360, fun, uh, very easy to access. It, like the menu, there's all this menu. You can go on MSN with it. Um, you can talk with your friends with the headset like PS3. It has very little problems. Some of the updates are pretty bad. I liked the last update it had. I didn't don't like the new one. It's all kinda like white and weird now. Yeah, that's it. All three great systems. I'm gonna wrap it up now. Uh, thank you for listening and let's take a break. I'm Noah Lehman. Stay right here and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
3: And just when you think you have them under control, that's when things get, well, crazy. For help, tune in Paul's Around the World. You'll get the inside secrets on keeping your pet the friend it's supposed to be, along with stories to keep you warm and fuzzy. Listen Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids.
1: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Or tune in to No Added Preservatives on Voice America Kids. Ready to get back to the show? We thought so. Back to your host.
2: Welcome to No Added Preservatives on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Noah Lehman and our show topic now is FPS in Action, first-person shooters. I'm going to give you I'm going to talk about the top 3 first-person shooters of 2010, and I'm going to talk a little bit about about all of them and show you probably what's the best one to buy content-wise, fun-wise, and all the perks that you'll get with them. Okay, so the top three first-person shooters of 2010 is Halo Reach, Battlefield Bad Company 2, and Call of Duty Black Ops. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a description about everyone, every single one of them. Starting with Halo Reach. There was Halo Combat Evolved, then Halo 2, then Halo 3, with Master Chief's last stand for the human race on Earth, Halo ODST, the tale of a group of ho- human orbital drop shock troopers, and then September of 2010 came the release of Halo Reach. Which I actually pre-ordered. Halo Reach takes place before all the other Halos. Even though it's the newest one, it actually takes place before Halo Combat evolved. You're a group of elite special ops t- um, Spartans. The best of the best, and you're replacing a fallen soldier, and you are Noble Six. You are sent out in rural countryside when connections fail to find Marines. You're trying to find these Marines that have disappeared. You suspect it's Rebels, since you the human race is always at war. You're attacked by none other than the Covenant Aliens. After two decades of war, the Covenant are at Earth's doorstep. Let the fireworks begin. So basically, you're this super soldier human guy that can jump like 20 feet in the air, armed with all these high-tech weaponries, You know how to use every single one of them. All these vehicles. Um, you're fighting all these different kinds of aliens that are trying to destroy the human race. And it's just like, boom, boom. It's awesome. This is my favorite game genre, Halo Reach. The sci-fi kind of... I have the game, I play it all the time, very fun. I have to say I love the scenery when it comes to this game. The graphics designers did not lack it all, and it is not far from realistic. The people and sounds are cool, and especially the ostrich creatures that run constantly through the first level. The aliens are frightening when they appear, depending on the difficulty. On Easy, you shoot a bullet, and the little grunts run in fear, which are like the little aliens, there's not really any point for them there. On Normal... Uh, On Normal, it's a little more challenging, but you don't really get into the real fun until you get to Heroic and Legendary difficulties. Both of which I have beaten in Campaign, which is just kind of the storyline of it. And you are truly afraid when you're playing Campaign and Heroic. You're sucked into a world of armor upgrades, explosives, firearms, vehicles. My personal favorite, the Covenant Energy Swords and Gravity Hammers. The end of the campaign isn't super happy. I'm not going to talk about that, you can figure out what happens in the end yourself. Each Halo game is different from the other, with a new storyline, new campaigns, both Halo 3 and Halo Reach have the forge and custom games, which allows you to make your own maps and game types. Halo being so far in the future basically makes anything possible, which brings no limit to your fun. Battlefield Bad Company 2. Battlefield games were, to tell you the truth, what created my love for first person shooter games. I had Battlefield 2 and, and Battlefield 2142 for the computer, which I absolutely adored. When I got my Xbox, I got Battlefield Bad Company. We went over Halo Reach, great game. Now I'm going on to Battlefield Bad Company 2. Very fun. Seems pretty innocent. The only aspect of it that you shouldn't be letting your 10-year-old play is that it's totally and utterly glorified. I love it, and the multiplayer 2 is amazing, Fun, team-based multiplayer. Though Battlefield Bad Company One was rated T for teen, um, it is not appropriate for younger, younger ages. And Battlefield Bad Company Two is definitely not appropriate for younger ages. It's basically all the bat, all the fun and bad stuff from Bad Company One amplified times ten. Great game. Um, if you want a game like Battlefield Bad Company Two but with a little less content, get Battlefield Bad Company One. I liked it. I beat it. It's kind of sandbox but it's still, like, got a storyline and it's first-person shooter. Um, now I'm going to move on to Call of Duty Black Ops. Call of Duty 3 was the other game I got with my Xbox 360 for Christmas. I liked that game a lot, especially because I could play it with my friends locally. You can't play locally with uh, Battlefield Bad Company. That's what I don't like. So you can only have play one player online or play one player campaign, storyline. Halo 3 does have, um, I mean, Halo 3 and Halo Reach do have the local multiplayer, as does Call of Duty Black Ops. Call of Duty Black Ops is very realistic, which is a bad thing and a good thing. Call of Duty is a controversial game series. It's got an epic storyline, very fun games, online is intense. Bloody and gory, though, especially in World at War, which I would say is my favorite that I've played. Bad language, which is the reason that I don't own any CODs other than Call of Duty 3. When it comes to younger ages... Call of Duty is not a good choice. Um, very fun, very intense, very great. If you want a hardcore, realistic shooter game, you want Call of Duty. Call of Duty is very fun, but I have to say when it comes down to the two best, it would be Call of Duty and Halo Reach. Halo Reach, I have to say, is way more fun in the aspect that you don't really have any limits. Even though you may be able to jump 20 feet in the air in Halo, you can both be shot down or shoot people down in the air. Halo, is my opi- in my opinion, involves more skill, since you can avoid bullets. And the one thing I don't like about Call of Duty is, as you level up, you get new guns and more guns. And basically, if you're like 10th Prestige, which is like a really high level, and there's a bunch of people that are like level 20, and you have all these amazing guns, you dominate the whole game, because they have all these crappy little guns. And Halo Reach, you can own with any gun that you are given. It all depends on how you use them, and that's another thing that I like about the game. On GameStop, Halo Reach rating average is 9.5, Call of Duty Black Ops rating is 9, and Bad Battlefield Bad Company 2 isn't even top 10 on GameStop, but it's 9. In all, if you're looking for a good first-person shooter, Halo Reach is, my- is the best choice, in my opinion. If you're... Yeah, it, the, like, the content isn't really that bad. It has a few swears, as does all three of the games, but it doesn't really have any gore, and the blood, all really the blood you see is alien blood, unless you shoot your own players, or you're playing online. Halo Reach, in my opinion, is, like, overrated. It shouldn't be rated uh, M for Mature. I think it should be rated T, but, you know, there is some stuff in there that ha- they have to make it that way. I love the fun in Halo. I love all the... Jumping I love that there's no limits. I like Call of Duty too. I love playing the campaign in Call of Duty because it's much more realistic Halo reach the whole Halo franchise except ODST. I have to say ODST was pretty bad You never get bored in Call of Duty once you do all the levels. You don't really have anything else to do but go online Halo there's the forge so you can make your own games There's online and they they're always adding new playlists online and games you can play There's custom games you can make your own games, there's like Infection where you can be like running away from zombies, there's uh, Normal Slayer where you're just fighting each other, and if you want a good party game, I've done this myself, I've had system links with Halo 3, and had like 8 people, 2 Xboxes, 2 TVs, very easy to do that, very fun, Halo is a great party game if you're playing it, Call of Duty isn't bad either, but Halo is much more vehicle oriented, than call of duty which is another thing i like because there's all those cool like splatters when you hit people with your vehicles which might sound bad but is actually kind of isn't really that bad but in all uh when it comes to games i'd have to say call of duty or halo bad company is good to good too but it's a little bit glorified and it doesn't have the local multiplayer which is the best thank you for listening uh, I'm so glad you listened to that, and I hope you have a good idea for the best first-person shooters. Let's take a break. I'm Noah Lehman. Stay right here, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
4: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
0: Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America
3: We didn't invent kid talk, we perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: You're tuned in to No Added Preservatives on Voice America Kids. Ready to get back to the show? We thought so. Back to your hopes.
2: Welcome to No Added Preservatives on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Noah Lehman, and our show topic now is the best games of all time. I'm gonna talk about four games that I have all played and have revolutionized gaming, and are still to this day one of the biggest money makers for the companies, best fun oriented, skill involved, and just they just keep getting better. These games are Mario games, of course, I'm gonna have to involve those, Legend of Zelda, which to this day are still growing. Call of Duty, which are some of the oldest first-person shooters, and Halo, which revolutionized the first-person shooter world in 1999. I'm going to talk about all of them, their history, some of the fun stuff, and the new ones, and I'll start off with Mario. Mario is classic. It's been here from the beginning. They've all been pretty much the same, all the Mario like world ones. Like, There's been Paper Mario, there's been Mario Sunshine uh, for... N64, Nintendo GameCube, Wii, and more that I'm not going to name right now just for the sake of time. But Mario always seems to be getting better. They start off with this little red uh, Italian guy whose girlfriend, Princess Peach, gets kidnapped by this giant turtle dinosaur guy. And he has to go through a bunch of worlds and save her. You're jumping on blocks, jumping on these turtle creatures, uh, these little monsters, mushrooms... It's just the epic role-playing game. I'm pretty sure if it weren't for Mario, role-playing games wouldn't exist. Mario is like, I love Mario just to this day. When you thought it was all great and amazing with Mario, with uh, all these, like, Mario World, and then Luigi came in, and then when you thought it couldn't get better than that, then there was, like, Yoshi Island, and when you didn't think it could get any better than that... There comes all these Mario sports games. Mario Kart, Mario tennis, Mario golf, Mario soccer, Super Mario Strikers. There's more that I can't I can't even recall, recall there's so many. Uh, they just Nintendo mastered, they came up with this one little guy came up with this idea of a little Italian red 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 hatted guy, and then his brother Luigi, the green guy, and then From that, it grew into this, like, Mario media franchise empire. And it's just amazing. Now I'm going to go on to Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda is the epic, like, you're this guy from this island, and there's all these monsters taking over the kingdom, and something always happens to your friends, and it always seems to involve you, and you always end up the guy that starts off from nothing, gets sword from the random guy in the village hut that used to be a fighter and you go through this epic puzzle based role play and you you go through all these dungeons defeat all these bosses and you're all trying to save like the princess zelda usually zelda or there's other people you're trying to save too like my favorite um legend of zelda the wind waker which i had for gamecube You were trying to save your sister who gets kidnapped by this giant bird thing that flies over to your island. That one's very fun. Because you you can like teleport and stuff with the wind. There's always these little like Easter eggs, which an Easter egg, if any of you non gamers out there, it's like something that isn't necessarily can it's not necessarily has anything to do with the storyline. It's just something extra they add in so there's easter eggs like these little leprechaun dudes that run around and you can if you help them they'll give you like money and stuff you're listening to voice america kids network i'm noah layman and our topic today is the best games of all time i talked about mario which is amazing i'm t- i talk i'm talking about right now legend of zelda and legend of zelda Each game is different. One thing that's kind of confusing is each game seems to take place in a different kind of kingdom, and you live in a different town each time, and it never seems to, like, follow. There's the Ocarina of Time, which was fun, Majora's Mask, which is like you're this guy getting all these masks and trying to go and navigate throughout the kingdom and destroy some evil skull-headed kid. There's the one I got for Wii, which is one of my favorites. It's between Wind Waker and the Twilight Princess, which you turn into a wolf and defeat all these dark, evil ghost guys. So fun. There's all the ones for DS and Game Boy, but now I'm running out of time. I gotta move on to Call of Duty. Call of Duty is probably one of the games where, unlike Super Mario and Legend of Zelda, which can end up being a button masher, Call of Duty is actually a skill-involved game. Like, you get better the more you play. You learn how to... You see a guy pop up and you just... Pew! And you turn over and get him. There's all the... You You just get better the more you play. There was Call of Duty 1. they um, Call of Duty 2. Call of Duty 3. Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Uh, Call of Duty 5 World at War. Call of Duty 6 Modern Warfare 2. Pretty good idea, whoever came up with the ma- the name of it. And then, of course, there's uh, Black Ops, which is the newest edition. Um, all of them... They're all pretty similar. Most of them, most of the early ones, were based on World War Two, and um, it's kind of stopped at Modern Warfare, More, Modern Warfare One, and then went back at World at War, and then went back to uh, like different times. So the first three it were World World War Two uh, and World at War. Then there was Modern Warf- Warfare, which was made up. I'm I'm pretty much. Then there's Modern war- after World at War, there was Modern Warfare 2, which is made up again, I'm pretty sure. And then there was, then now there's Black Ops, which takes place in Vietnam, as far as I know. Great games. I love, uh, the one, my favorite part about Call of Duty 5 is that it has zombies, uh, Nazi zombies, which is like you're stuck in this little place and they keep waves of these zombies keep coming at you. World at War, you can actually turn off all the blood and gore and bad language and stuff, which I like, and it doesn't show you all the brutal scenes, which there are some pretty brutal scenes. If you have a young kid who wants a fun game to play, you do not want to get him World at War, or probably any of the Call of Duties, uh, unless they're under Call of Duty 3. Very fun, uh, very skill-oriented, hard to... The one thing I don't like, I talked about this before in the first-person shooter one, is you get a gun... That's better than everybody else's and you dominate. I don't like how pretty much after Call of Duty 3 there were, like, no vehicles. Like, you just, it's no fun when there's no vehicles. You can't, like, run into people. You can't, like, drive around with your friend and go off jumps. It's all gun-oriented then. And what's the fun of that? Now I'm going to talk about Halo. Combat Evolved came out in 1999 and it revolutionized first-person shooters. Like, this was the game to get. Still is the game to get. It's like top, it's number one on like GameStop's top 10 chart and followed by Call of Duty, Black Ops. and it, it's just there's like the one thing Call of Duty players don't like about this is that you press the A button and you jump 20 feet in the air. I love this because it, it, Halo has no limits. because it's like 200 years in the future, you can change the settings, you can play, you can get all these armor upgrades that aren't necessarily scientifically possible, and you just can do whatever you want. It's got a great storyline, like, it's not glorified at all, I don't think. Especially, you might think it's glorified when in Halo 3 when you end up winning and saving the human race, but in Halo Reach, you'll realize why it's not glorified at all. It's like... You're, you're wearing like you're the Spartan guy wearing a thousand pounds of armor on, and you can use any all these weapons, you're skilled with all of them. Online's great, lots of local multiplayer, great party game. Uh, I would say, on a list from uh, on rating them all, the best of all time would have to be Mario, followed by Halo, then it's a tough one Legend of Zelda or Call of Duty. You know what? I'm just gonna say Legend of Zelda because it's friendly to all ages, it's always fun. And I just, I still love it to this day. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm Noah Lehman again um, with the Voice America Kids Network. This is no added preservatives. Make sure to uh, message uh, Voice America Kids on no added preservatives. If you have anything you would like me to review... Uh, I'd be happy to, if I can. Some things I probably won't be able to, but I'll do as much as I can to help you. Thank you so much for joining us, and you have been listening to No Added Preservatives. I am Noah Lehman, and this is Voice America Kids.
0: Your host is all talked out this week, but remember, there's another edition of No Added Preservatives coming your way next week at the same time on Voice America Kids. Thanks for listening.
3: The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today.
4: Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN.
3: Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life.
0: Uh, try again, Chris. Take two. We'll take you back to the favorite TV shows of our generation, past and present, and apply them to what's going on in our own lives. Trust us, it'll be a blast. Tune in to Take Two every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. There is so much going on in the tech field. The Technology Show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America
3: We didn't invent Kid Talk.
4: We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN.
0: uh try again chris take two we'll take you back to the favorite tv shows of our generation past and present and apply them to what's going on in our own lives trust us it'll be a blast tune in to take two every monday at 4 p.m pacific 7 p.m eastern on the voice america kids channel there is so much going on in the tech field the technology show is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to The Technology Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. What are some of the issues that kids face every day? You'll find out when you tune in to the appropriately named Today's Kids. Today's Kids. Your hosts are here to open the doors to a forum of all kinds of issues. Nothing is off the table here, and because it's on the Voice America Kids channel, you know you're getting a kid's perspective. Tune in every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for Today's Kids. Your hosts will lead this forum of engaging conversation on Voice America Kids.
3: Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network host? How about what's new with our network? We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids.